Welcome to the Faith to Achieve podcast, where faith plus works equals achievement. This podcast is all about inspiring you to put aside fear and doubt so you can live the abundant life you were created to live and bless others in the process. Here's your host. He's an entrepreneur, noted financial expert, author, blogger, top peak performance strategist, and most importantly, a child of God, Ralph Irvin. Hey everyone, this is Ralph with faithtoachieve.com and I want to use this time to speak about the importance of focus. The importance of focus. Focus has been a priority uh, for me for a number of years and more recently I've gotten even more serious about focus and uh, you know, as I look back on my life and, and look at things that um, you know I've done over the years and realize that I could have accomplished so much more had I really learned to lock in and focus on the most important task that I'm dealing with at the moment or the most important project or or whatever it is that has my attention that's really important to me, the ability to focus on that exclusively uh, without allowing distraction, uh, other people's emergencies and uh, a lot of the other things that can pop up in our lives to take us off course. So I thought I would just um, you know take a little time to share a little bit of that as I am pretty sure that I'm not the only one who's uh, has trouble from time to time, especially in this digital age when there are so many distractions and forms of entertainment it's right in our pocket. Uh, we're more accessible now than we ever have been. And as much of a gift and a blessing as that can be, it can also be a curse where uh, priorities are concerned. It's so much more easy to get distracted than it's ever been with you know the internet and uh, social media and just you know all of the things that we have at our disposal today, which can be great tools, but they can really be drains on our time. And they could be killers of dreams because the more time we spend on the recreational aspects of those uh, platforms and devices, the less time that you know we're focused on the most important things as it relates to our careers, our faith, our families, our health, uh, driving. Uh, people now <laughs> entertain themselves while driving. The radio isn't enough anymore. Now they have to, you know, people have to text and watch videos and talk using handhelds and the whole nine yards, things of which I've you know, been guilty of over the years but have uh, worked very hard to stop. So um, you know, hopefully this video will be uh, helpful and cause you just to think a little bit about um, what you're focusing on and where your time is going and how much more you could, you know, we could all get done if we just work to minimize distractions. Uh, even 50% of what they are right now, how much of a difference that would really make. So our foundational scripture for this comes from Proverbs chapter 4, verses 25 through 27. Proverbs 4, 25 to 27. And um, as I've said in past videos, I like to use the New Living Translation, which I think just uh, gives it pretty straight and in plain English and, um, uh, you know, something that's a little bit more direct. I, I really enjoy that version for uh, a lot of the reading and studying that I do. So. Uh, starting at verse 25, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on a safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Uh, very powerful three verses there. Very short to the point that really says it all. That, you know, keep your eyes straight ahead on the prize, on what it is that's most important at any given moment. And do all that you can to minimize distractions. Don't get sidetracked because when you allow yourself to get sidetracked, 
that's really something that I found to be mostly involuntary. That I don't set out to spend 20 minutes watching a video on YouTube or uh, looking at social media posts about what people had for lunch and you know other random things, which can be entertaining, and there's nothing wrong with being entertained. But when you look up and 30 minutes has gone by, it doesn't reduce the time that is needed to do the task that's most important. It only increases it. So you still have to go back and find that extra time that uh, you could have spent doing what was most important, whether you're at work, uh, spending time with your children, uh, in worship. You know, people are often on their phones not looking at the Bible app, but are on Facebook or checking scores and, you know, things of that sort. And, you know, we've all been guilty of that. I've been guilty of that. Um, and I believe that over the years I've missed some very powerful revelations because of my inability to focus. Um, you know, and that can be very, very costly, very problematic, excuse me. Um, so I just want to share a few tips um, that I've discovered in my research and over the years of studying focus, but really making a concerted effort to apply focus here uh, more recently. So the first step is to set clear, unmistakable goals. Because if you haven't done that, then what is there to focus on? You know, if there isn't something that gets you out of bed every day that has your attention, that's moving you in the direction of what God's called you to be, then getting distracted is going to be extremely easy because there's nothing you're anchored to. There's nothing you're aligned to. You know, it's going to dominate your thoughts. It's going to dominate your focus, your energy. Uh, very important to set clear, unmistakable goals. And when I say unmistakable, what I mean by that is... If someone were to pick up a copy of the goals that you've written out, they should be able to look at it and pretty much tell whether it is, you know, whether you're on track for those or whether you've achieved them for not or not. An example of that would be weight loss, which is a goal that we all have. So let's say for an example that you set a goal to lose 10 pounds and get down to this ideal weight by March 31st at 5 o'clock. Well, you should be able to get on the scale and it either reads that you were successful or you weren't. There's nothing ambiguous about it. There's nothing confusing. There's no wiggle room within the goal. It's something that's clear, that's resolute, and um, is unmistakable. So it's very important to do that because you have something that you could really lock in on. And uh, hopefully the goals that you set are something that are a part of the larger vision that you have and the purpose that God has given you. Second is to be consistent. There's nothing you can achieve without consistency, and focus is really the foundation of consistency. Or you could even reverse that, that consistency is the foundation of focus. It's hard to make the argument that you're focused on something or for other people to feel like you're focused on something when you're not consistent with it. If it's something that you do once a month or randomly when you feel like it, then there's no way that you're focused on it. You know, when you're focused, you're consistent. You're diligent, you're steadfast, unmovable, and it's readily apparent to everyone around you that you're really working on something. And that could be inspirational to people. It could be very inspirational to people to see that, you know, wow, this person's getting after it. They're really locked in on what it is that's most important to them. And, you know, maybe I should do that too, or that's something I can improve on as well. So it's not just about what you're accomplishing for yourself and for your family, but it's a light that can shine and you know, inspire others to do the same thing, which is very, very important, very important. 
and a great example not only for ourselves and for our colleagues and uh, friends of ours but also for our children. It's going to teach children how to focus and to really understand that to accomplish anything in this life there has to be a level of consistency, there has to be a level of diligence that's very very important. The third thing is to schedule everything. When you have a track to run on, when you know what you're going to do first, second, third, fourth, fifth, etc., it's a lot harder to get distracted because there's a purpose for each minute of the day, for each hour of the day, uh, for each portion of the day, a segment of the day. Uh, scheduling everything also takes the stress off. It helps you to stay organized. So instead of wondering how you're going to get A, B, and C done, putting it down on paper or in your app or whatever uh, method that you use helps you to get it out of your head, which is where the lion's share of the stress takes place. When things are in your head and it's sort of on that mouse wheel of rationalization and confusion and settling and changing and all of those things that go along uh, with having so much in your head that it's hard to stay organized really just adds stress. But when you get it out of your head and chunk it down on paper and organize it, uh, it helps to alleviate the stress because you know you're going to get to the things that are most important. And also it helps to illuminate the things that are in your mind that aren't really that important. You know, when you write it down, it sometimes things jump out to you and you realize, why is that even a priority of mine? That doesn't fit in with what's most important. That's not worth an hour of my time. Or you could discover things that you can delegate to other people. You know, the kids can do that. That's something I can push off to tomorrow. If you have staff, my assistant can do that, or maybe even not at all. Sometimes when you get things out of your mind and write them down and organize them relative to everything else that's going on in your life, you realize that it's not even worth doing. You know, there's a saying that uh, the greatest waste of time is to do very well what need not be done at all. That is much more likely to happen when something is in your head than rather you take you know than it is if you take the time to write it down, preferably the night before. So you wake up without having to think in terms of what you're going to do that day and you have a track to run on. And each thing that you accomplish throughout the day because of scheduling is going to give you the energy and that sense of fulfillment and excitement and that endorphin rush and that feeling of, of, of peace and that locus of control of knowing that you're getting things done uh, as they need to get done. The next thing is to embrace the power of no, which I just touched on a, a little bit. The most powerful word in your vocabulary, the most important word, I should say, to any achiever is the word no. The word no. It's not easy to say all the time. It's not always fun. It can upset people. But when you look at demands of your time and you hold that up and look at it through the lens of what your goals are, what's most important to you, the lifestyle that you live, whether it's the Christian life or, or a, a life related to uh, your health and your fitness, you know, certain invitations you get to eat certain things or go to happy hour or for desserts or any of those types of things. You can hold those requests up next to your goals and determine if they fit or not. And sometimes you have to say no. You know, again, that's not something that's very comfortable to say. But if you want to achieve all that God has called you to achieve, it's something that you have to embrace. You have to embrace. It's important to say yes at times, absolutely. But you're going to need to say more, no, more often than you're going to need to say yes more than likely because there are so many distractions, so many requests of your time, so many people that want 
a piece of you, and some of them may be very well-intentioned, there isn't always time to do it. It isn't always the most important thing that's pressing. Sometimes you need to say no to everyone and just spend time in prayer, time by yourself, time at the gym. Sometimes you need to say no to people at your church. Yes, sometimes you need to say no. You can't be on every auxiliary and be at church seven nights a week at the expense of your family, at the expense of your health, at the expense of your career. Uh, Ecclesiastes talks about how there's a time and a place and a season for all things. Well, that includes uh, church activities, not at the expense of prayer, not at the expense of communication with God, but we can get extremely busy with church activities and sometimes saying no to this club or this auxiliary or this committee uh, is the right thing to do. Now, you always want to be serving and using your time, talent, and treasure, but there are times when you just can't do everything. Maybe one or two auxiliaries or um, areas of service is enough at this particular time. And there's no reason that you can't, you know, every year or every six months or every couple of years or as the needs of the ministry change that you can't, you know, maybe step down from one ministry to allow someone else to step up and then dedicate your time to something else. So no is very important. You have to say no to your children, sometimes to your spouse. There's times for the greater good where the word no is the right word and the right answer, even if it causes short-term pain and short-term anxiety. And once you accomplish what it is that you've set out to accomplish, generally everyone benefits. When you're at your best and when you're producing results and producing fruit and people see that, you're going to help lift up the other, other boats in the harbor, so to speak. When you do well and people see how it's done, then people will uh, begin to emulate your example and do well also. So very important to say no and something that um, is very important to really get as part of your vocabulary to make sure that you're always doing the thing that's the most important at the time. And the last thing is to train the people around you. Often when people hear you say no several times, They'll assume that you're going to say no the next time and stop asking. And a lot of times that's a blessing. Um, I can think of times in my life where people have made requests of my time with things that maybe at one point in my life I was interested in, but now it's just not my thing. You know, I, I live a certain type of life now. I have a family. I'm running my businesses. I have a lot on my plate. And some of the things that I used to be involved in just don't fit anymore. And thankfully, the majority of them, pretty much all of them, have stopped asking, which uh, has really served the purpose of me protecting my time and protecting my focus. Uh, now, let me also add that in training the people around you, that ties back into scheduling. So the things that are most important in terms of your goals, absolutely you want to schedule them, but you also want to schedule inviolable time with the people that you love. So you shouldn't be fooling around on your phone or sending work emails or things of that sort when you're at your child's game or recital or practice, when you're on a date with your spouse, when you promised your kids you'd take them to the movies or skating or, or whatever it is. That time is just as important and just as critical and just as sacred uh, as the time that you spend at work when you shouldn't be bombarded with unnecessary distractions. And as your family members, your church, all of the people around you realize that when you commit time to them, that you're giving them 100% of yourself, then they'll be less demanding on your time when you say no because they know when you give it to them, 
that it's theirs and they can look forward to it and that you can be dependent on. So every area of your life that you schedule, you have to be dependable. Otherwise, it goes back to the consistency piece and people won't see you as consistent. And that's not the kind of reputation that you want. You know, I'm, I've been guilty of that with my family where we're out wherever and I'm on my phone checking emails or doing things that I shouldn't be doing when I really should be focused on them. However, when I'm working, I'm working. And unless it's an emergency or something critical I need to be pulled into, I expect not to be distracted. So everybody wins when you're organized, including you. Everyone wins when you're consistent, when you schedule everything, and when you set clear, unmistakable goals. And just giving that a shot for a week, it'll be shocking to you just how impactful the power of focus is, how much more you get done, how much more accomplished you feel, uh, how much stronger of a locus of control that you feel you have because you've taken the time to prepare in advance, you've scheduled things in advance, which has helped you to organize what's most important, what's less important, what can be delegated, what need not be done at all, and you'll find yourself moving forward towards all that God has called you to be and you've maximized your potential. Thanks for listening to the Faith to Achieve podcast. Make sure to visit the blog at www.faith2achieve.com for podcasts, videos, and articles to help you live life to the fullest according to God's will for your life. Please feel free to share with a friend and always remember that faith plus works equals achievement. Thank you for listening.